0: Welcome back to the Steelers Hangover. Brian Anthony Davis and Tony Duffio. We are here and we are celebrating the Steelers' thirty-eight to seven win over a team called the Cleveland Browns. The uh, the next great team, the Steelers smackdown. It's absolutely fantastic. We're feeling good about that. We are lamenting the loss of Devin Bush for the rest of the season on defense after going on going down with that ACL injury yesterday so lots to talk about but Tony the big thing is where are the Steelers gonna go going forward before we get to that let's bring up another super chat Jay Hicks gives us 499 we thank you very much Jay well no team wants to throw minka so he doesn't get many opportunities hey the second half of the year last year minka didn't have many interceptions you know why they threw to him twice. And that's it, Tony. Two times. So you're going I mean stats are stats are crazy on defense sometimes cuz if you're being avoided, you're not going to get the stats. Now here's to follow that up, Tony. Let me ask you this. Was it since the Steelers were under their average with only four sacks. Is that a disappointment yesterday?
1: And uh, not 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 from what I saw, because they they were relentless in getting after Baker Mayfield, and and, and I guess uh, I can't. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the other oh, guy,
0: but don't 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 mess up my boy's name there. I love Case Keenum.
1: right? Case Keenum, All right? Yeah, he might he might be the starter sooner rather than later in Cleveland, but uh, no. I mean, from what I saw, the, the the I mean, they they totally dominated the line of scrimmage. Stefan Tuitt was uh, he, he was totally dominating the man in front of him, and so was Cam Hayward. So, I mean, it didn't necessarily show up on the stat uh, line like it did the week before, but
0: they they were definitely a dominant unit yesterday, uh, the front seven. This is why I'm bringing this up. We just talked about Minka's lack of interceptions. We're talking about, uh, you know, different stats on defense. It's not a disappointment when the Steelers only have four sacks. They are still averaging um, close to five a game, And 4.8, they're averaging. And here's the deal with that. They are still on track for 78 and a half sacks this year, which is going to be a record if they keep on that track. In the fourth quarter, the Cleveland Browns, I mean, just like no one's throwing towards Minka, that Cleveland Browns weren't throwing the ball at all. They were just, they knew they were beaten. They just ran the ball, kept running the ball and punting. So, it's they couldn't get back in the game so they weren't going to get anybody hurt they weren't going to uh have the rest of their season in jeopardy so they weren't playing to win the game there because that game was not winnable in the fourth quarter tony was it
1: absolutely not i mean it, it was over by the, by the, that that final fourth fourth down stop about what 13 minutes left in the in the fourth quarter uh so that that was that was it and they, and they knew they were done so yeah i mean if 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 the Browns would have continued to, to try to pass, the Steelers probably would have padded their stats on uh, as far as sacks and quarterback pressures.
0: Absolutely. We've got about 10 minutes left for the show. So we are going to extend our QA. So start getting those questions in right now and we will do our best to answer them to you as we, like I said, have 10 minutes left. I do need to address this, Tony, as uh, we were talking about the Devin Bush thing. There was still talk about uh, my hometown and uh, AJ. I'm going to call out my buddy, A.J. Gavin here. Johnstown is only about 65 miles from Pittsburgh. I could get there in an hour and 15. If there was a highway, I could probably get there in a lot less time. So it's not that far away from Pittsburgh. We consider ourselves yinzers um, growing up in Johnstown because it was nothing for us to go to Pittsburgh. When I was in college, I was at Three River Stadium all the time watching the Pirates. I agree. I
1: you're, you're you're a ginger. I, I mean, I was just trolling you earlier. Your 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 accent was was great. I was just giving you a hard time. Oh, I mean, come on! Every, now, everybody knows Johnstown's a basically Western
0: PA. It is Western PA. Now state college is Central PA. Johnstown is Western PA. Right. It I really I, I,
1: is. I travel to Johnstown sometimes, and I'm from Pittsburgh, and we never travel anywhere. So the fact <laughs> that I'm able to I'm willing to travel to Johnstown tells you it's
0: in my <laughs> radius. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and let's look at some uh questions for the show here. Um so uh Mule mentions move Highsmith inside as a inside linebacker backup. You know, that moving is really tough to do, but I mean there's so many scenarios. Even somebody uh on our Slack chat was mentioning, hey, you could move Watt inside. Uh, you don't no. want to do that, you don't want to upset what you've got. Um, I would rather have Spillane there than, uh, than, than go with somebody changing positions. The only time I rem- ever remember a position change in the middle of a season was Carnell Lake, that ended up being successful, but it had some growing pains early, as you and I know by doing the, uh, doing the Steelers retro show and some of those games in '95. It took Carnell Lake a while to get there, Tony.
1: Right. Yeah. And and you know, let's not forget back in, in, in Watts earlier days. And when him and Bud Dupree, I mean, they, they drop back in coverage uh, a lot more back in those days. So, you know, maybe that's another way you can compensate as far as picking up the responsibilities that, that, that Bush had when he was in there. So, I mean, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say move either one of those guys inside, I mean, move water high Smith inside, but, but there are ways you can compensate, but obviously you don't want to, you don't want to take TJ Watt and move him uh, anywhere about where he is right now, because he's a, he's a wrecking machine and, and, and he's their best player arguably on either side of the ball.
0: So this is a great question. Portnaquemba. If Howie Roseman calls before the November 3rd trade deadline, offering a second round pick for Juju, do you pull the trigger?
1: <sighs> oh,
0: geez. Well, I mean,
1: you have a, you have a chance to do something really special this year. Uh, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I'd want to part ways with, with Juju. Um, uh, uh, for a second-round pick, I mean, I think I think we have to concentrate on. I mean, they have to concentrate. Meaning, the Steelers have to concentrate on 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 winning that that uh, seventh Lombardi because I mean, that's what people call for every each and every year. I mean, this is this is as good a chance as I've seen them have in a long time to get that. I don't think you want to upset that just by just for the sake of getting compensation for a guy who might live in, uh, leave in free agency next year.
0: Yeah, so. I don't know how to answer that question because a part of me says, hey, a second round pick for next year, but you bring up the fact that this is a special season. You would have to see on November 3rd what the team's record is because you've got to remember on November 3rd the team could be possibly 7-0. and That's two weeks from now. That's not a long time right. from now. And this season still feels rather young. I would think that you would need Juju for the rest of the season. If you're playing for a championship. You keep all of your pieces right now. Don't care about 2021. I, I think at this point you don't, right? Because you would need. You still need. If Juju's not in there, then guess what? You pay more attention. More attention's got to be paid to Claypool. More exactly. attention paid to James Washington. And we don't know how healthy Deontay Johnson actually is. So that's one of the things. So right now I'm gonna say that's a great question. Now, if they throw in an inside linebacker, you know, yeah. the Eagles we're talking about. If they throw in an inside linebacker and a number two, maybe maybe you you still don't do it.
1: You can't, right. and, you and, and, can't. and I doubt they I doubt they would get offer a number two a second round pick anyway because he's a he's a pending free agent.
0: Yeah, that and that's the thing as well. Jay Hicks throws in another 299. We appreciate you, Jay. Will Devin Bush be the same after the injury? I think he could. We, we've seen guys come back from that. Tony, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, with mo- modern technology being, modern medicine being what it is, I, I, I have all the confidence in the world. He's going he's gonna to come back and be the player he was before. I mean, if, if you ask me that question thirty years ago, then okay, maybe, but, but, or maybe not, but, but now, yeah, I mean, it, he'll, 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 he's, he's young. Yeah, he, he hasn't, doesn't have a whole lot of wear and tear on his body in general. So, yeah, he'll probably be fine.
0: And I'm going to bring this up. Um, it's really funny. And Maddie says, if I could find it, Maddie's saying that uh, that argument on Juju is the same as trading Bud right now. Um, like I said, you never know what happens. I don't want to imagine. Look, we're not trading. but You don't trade Bud right now. You can't. Right. And... That's the same thing. Juju's very useful to this team. I don't care where he is on the stat line. There's those invisible stats that don't show up on the stat sheet that's so important. Juju is teaching these guys how to block downfield. He's blocking downfield. He's making things happen. He's absorbing defenders. Right. You know, I I think that's really tough. Um, And
1: and he's going to come through for them. He's going to be a major factor for them. Uh, before the year is done. People are forgetting about him, but let's not forget who's, who's drawing as you probably said, who's drawing the, uh, the, the, the double and triple team so far. And that's Juju. It's not the other guys yet. Cause they don't know the other guys as well as they know him.
0: Yep. I, I got to tell you, um, but it brings up a great point. I mean, you get something out of them now or nothing later, but think about this. You do get something out of Juju later. You could possibly get a compensatory pick as well. So, um, Steelers Territory, Louisiana Purchase says, what's up, Mr. B.A.D.? I love your hat, Steelers Territory. I like that. Um, that's a really cool Steelers hat. Not much, buddy. I appreciate it. The Steelers are 5-0. That's what's up, and uh, we're feeling good. And so, Tony, as I'm looking for more questions here from the live chat, I want to ask you this. And this is something that, that I've been thinking about. Is it time that we stop worrying about the future with the Steelers and start embracing the fact that they're five and O for the first time since 1978.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. I was just going to say that. Why, why do we keep focusing on, on trades and getting future traffics? This is a, this is a fun time to be a Steeler fan right now. I mean, I, I don't understand what the fixation people have on getting compensation for, 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 for players that, that they're going to be gone in a year or two. Who cares? Let them worry about that. Let's let's enjoy the fact that we have juju. You know, uh, uh, what, what would Ross Perot say? You know, is that what we're going to focus on? We got <laughs> we got two five and zero football teams. To get ready to play each other. And we want to we want to play footsie about which. Anyway, it was my Ross Perot.
0: Hey, that's not a bad Ross Perot. Oh, thank, you. You, thank you. So yeah. we're going back to nineteen ninety two that election with Ross Perot. You had William Jefferson Clinton, and you had. The late George W Bush herb George George Herbert Walker Bush.
1: Oh, I'm sorry I right, the Sun he was my, he was one of my favorites uh yeah. one
0: of my favorite presidents and so I'm gonna wrap up the uh the conversation on any trades with a George Bush quote wouldn't be prudent
1: not at this juncture no it would not
0: <laughs> at this juncture wouldn't be prudent okay that's a really bad impression I'm uh I'm gonna stick to the Steeler stuff um ocean's ox. Baker Mayfield is too small for the AFC North.
1: Is that true? Uh, I'm not sure if his if his size is the problem. His his, his reads and his recognition is accuracy. Those are the the deal breakers. I mean, is he that much smaller than 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 uh, Lamar Jackson? And he seems to be doing pretty well. So I and I'm not. How big is Joe Burrow? I'm not sure if that if size is his problem right now. I think it might be. The fact that he's had to go through a lot of offensive coordinators that, that's and, and a lot of head coaches, uh, and that might be his,
0: his biggest problem. You know what? And I'm going to say this, and this is a bold statement. Um, I don't think he's smart enough for the AFC North, actually. That's that the be- thing. I just don't think that he's a smart player. The other guys, the other Heisman winners – Um, In the AFC North, Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson are more intelligent players than Baker Mayfield. And the most intelligent didn't win a Heisman, and it's Ben Roethlisberger. Um, And you might get that later. I just think uh, he's more bravado than anything. Uh, Yeah. Mama don't raise no quitter. Okay, great. Mama mama don't raise no quitter. But uh, you know what? He's getting his endorsement money. He's he is a star in the league, but as far as the quarterback, I think he barely makes the top 50%. Does he even make the top 50%? Uh,
1: no, I mean, I, I, I had a I liked him coming out of college, but he's too worried about getting respect and not doing the things that he needs to do to get his team respect. You don't get respect by by mouthing off and making stupid, uh, silly quotes like you did last week or statements like you did last week. You, you get, you earn respect by playing well on the football field and then you get your respect as much as people might not like Ben Roethlisberger around the country. They have to respect the kind of career he's had.
0: Okay. Our last question comes courtesy of Jay. Who do you think the number one receiver will be by at the, by the end of the year, Tony? I think this might be an easy one. Number one
1: receiver. Uh, I mean, it looks like it, it, it could be Chase Claypool, but, I think it could be any number of guys because they they because they, they have a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of great things going on at the, at, at that position right now.
0: I am going to uh, I'm going to throw in a Dave Schofield answer, um, playing the fence on this. I think it might be I might I think uh, Chase Claypool might get the majority of uh, balls, but really I think the number one receiver right now is one of four guys because it's the guy who Ben is looking for in that game. The number one receiver yesterday in the game plan was James Washington. Right. You know, and, go ahead.
1: Well, no, I, I you know, it's, it's, it, I don't, I don't think it's much of a shocker why Juju Smith-Schuster only had two catches for six yards yesterday. It wasn't because he's suddenly a horrible receiver He's drawing the, the attention. The more that Claypool puts on tape, the more people are going to have to focus on him, and that's going to open things up. And you saw how wide open James Washington was yesterday. There, couldn't, there wasn't anybody within 20 yards of him.
0: Lord and Master says, read my super chat, guys. Did I? Oh, there it is. I Thanks for saying that. I missed it. Well, no, it just says, read my super chat, guys. Um, if you could put that in again for me, friend, I would appreciate it because I may have missed it as a, trying to go through, so uh, you don't have to put in the, uh, just put it in at the bottom. Don't have to put the money with it. I will go ahead and read your Super Chat as the last thing we do here. I am not seeing it, so go ahead throw it up. Your next question, I will go ahead and bring up on the board. As we're waiting for that, uh, Jeffrey Benedict says this, and guys, if you're not listening to Jeffrey Benedict, mm. you're, you're missing out because we have we have an expert from another team every single week on Know Your Enemy, and Michael, Michael Beck and Jeffrey Benedict, the B&B boys, the, uh, the uh, Canadian eggs, <laughs> I, I messed it up, <laughs> eggs and Canadian bacon, or Canadian bacon and eggs, That's a, those guys are just fantastic. Um, We don't need an expert from another show, even though it's fun to have them on. It's great. Jeffrey knows his X's and O's. Michael is so good at this as well. Michael played college football, if you don't know that. And these guys are great on uh, Wednesday evenings here on YouTube. Um, They're fantastic. And so when Jeffrey puts something up, you, you read it. Baker Mayfield was the first quarterback to throw a pass at Minka in mid zone since halfway through the 2019 season. And that is what we were we were alluding to earlier. That's that's huge. So he's he had the bravado to go ahead and try to test him.
1: Right. Yeah, and, and that's why people don't throw up Mika Fitzpatrick all that often anymore because because he because of things like that.
0: So you know, um, with that, and I still haven't found uh, Lord and Masters uh, super chat but if you want to throw your question on there again, that would be great. Um, So we will take a couple more questions here while we're waiting for that. Rod L says Benny Snell will be more of a factor against Tennessee. I probably, I I think so. I think they're mixing it up. Very smart, Tony. Don't you think for them to take out James Conner yesterday?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It was so great to see them. They emptied the bench. Uh, They took Connor out. Uh, Obviously Ben, it was great to see Ben go out and then Mason Rudolph come in and the line. I mean, you saw it was like a preseason game by the end there. It it was great that they were able to able to get those guys some rest.
0: Um, Here is another one. Um, I'm having trouble finding it. Lord of master said he uh, made a statement (laughs) and I'm just, I'm just not saying it. Um, I've just not seen it. I don't so, remember
1: seeing one from him on honestly.
0: Like, okay. Um, but we will we'll pull him up and says he made his statement. Um, but I'll if you did put one up, I'll always put it up because I don't want to ignore anybody here. Um one last thing here. What's the Jerry Cherry band? And if you listen to our uh, our shows in the morning, our AM platform. That music coming in and out. That's the Jerry Cherry band. Great stuff. I've uh, Jerry Cherry. I'm going to tell you this. I've been bugging uh, bugging uh, Jeff because I want uh, I want him to play Jackie because that's one of the songs I dig from you too. So we need to put that up on there as well. Um, So with that being said, the defensive game plan on Sunday, I think it's stopping. It's doing what you can to stop Derrick Henry. And let Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown try to beat
1: you. Oh yeah, I mean, you don't have to be an expert, uh, X and o, X's and O's expert to know that. Yeah, you have to, you have to stop Derrick Henry, or you can't. Maybe not stop him, but you have to limit him. You can't let him do what he did on Sunday with 200 plus yards from scrimmage. Uh, what did Tony Romo say against uh, with the, the how to how to beat the Steelers running the ball? Run right at him. That might. That might be what they, what Tennessee tries to do because uh, you're not going to – even Derrick Henry probably couldn't out, outrun uh, guys like, uh, like Bud Dupree. So, yeah, that, uh, sh- shutting him down or limiting Derrick Henry, who's a
0: wrecking machine, that's that's the key. And Lord of Masters says Spillane is 6'1 and can defend tight better. And where is Derrick Watt? Hope Bush gets better, though. Um, Derrick Watt, he was out there yesterday, but he's still uh, – He's still limited from that injury. He was supposed to be out two to three weeks. He only missed one game because of because of the COVID situation with Tennessee. But he will. Uh, you will see more of Derek Watt, I believe. Um, we had another question um, as far as will a uh, receiver have double digits this season? I don't think. Um, I don't think it matters. I think as long as the big stat for receivers right now. Is how many targets, individual targets, Ben gets. So if he's targeting seven or eight guys, that's amazing. That's really good. Um, so that's that's what we're looking up, um, looking at here. Jeffrey says Derek Watt missed the fourth quarter entirely. Special teams and fullback just didn't play. Um, Judas Booth asks, Do you think Derek Watt will become a frequent pass receiver? And I think uh, Ben will find him. Ben used to find Rosie Nix a few times. Remember that, Tony?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it doesn't seem to be something that, that that they utilize as much as fan people want them to the fullback, but, but they brought him in here uh, partially to, to, to to be a a pass catcher out of the backfield. So I can see that them working him into the system uh, as a Remember it's a, it's a fluid year, a system. I mean, the, the team you see in the beginning of the year, is not the team you see in November and December. So, they're not just going to throw out, throw in all their wrinkles, and and they're uh, in, in September and October. You're, it's going to
0: evolve over the course of the year. Uh, Donald asks Jeffrey, are you going to do a breakdown of Spillane? Uh, you know, if anybody's going to do a great breakdown of Spillane, it would be uh, Jeffrey. So I wouldn't be surprised if that isn't already in the mix. But Jeffrey, you can go ahead and at, ax, excuse me. You could go ahead. Uh, I cannot speak, but you can go ahead and answer that in the live chat. So this is the final question here. If you could resign, resign one says Lumber Zach ninety four. Would you rather resign Juju or Mike Hilton, Tony? As much as I love Juju, I think
1: the, the strength of of the, the receiving core, the depth, makes me say you gotta you gotta resign Mike Hilton because he's been so valuable to that secondary over the last three or four years.
0: I really think so, too, um, and that would would have surprised anybody if he said that last year, but I second you on that as well. So as I'm looking at the clock, we are getting ready to get on out of here. The bottom line to everything, Tony, the Steelers are 5-0. and They are playing the 5-0 and Tennessee Titans. The Steelers take care of the running game on defense better than anybody in the league right now. Even though Derrick Henry is one of the best in the league, and I really think he is the uh, – he's your, he's your all-pro running back as far as I'm concerned. He is the cream of the crop right now. But if anybody can stop a cream of the crop rusher, and the Steelers are going to see a lot of them in the next couple of weeks, they're going to see Lamar Jackson. They're going to see Zeke Elliott. They're going to see a lot of good players, but they know how to stop them, Tony. What's your initial thoughts, real quick, on the Tennessee Titans – do you think the Steelers could stop Derrick Henry? Uh,
1: I think they. I think they can uh, do a really good job against him. I think it's going to be the, the Titans are a very whether you you hate them or not from the, with the whole COVID thing they're a really complete football team. So it's going to be a major test, and I'm really, really looking forward to it because we have two really good football teams uh, going at it. And when was the last time we saw two five and teams uh, uh, playing? You know. Uh, but the Steelers being one of them. So I'm really looking forward to this game next week.
0: Absolutely. So thank you so much for everybody who showed up in the live chat. You know, we can't do the show without you. We appreciate everything you do, all of your interaction. You make it better. Even when you make fun of me, I don't got a problem with that. You guys know I'm cool on that. So with (laughs) that said, Tony, thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. This is a great, lovely, lively show. I was so excited to
1: to pull out my Ross Perot and, and put those people in their place. We keep asking for trades.
0: <laughs> I love it, Tony. You're you're a regular, uh, um, rich little. If you're, well, I, was, I, was
1: more Dana, I was actually just basically imitating Dana Carvey. <laughs>
0: okay, there you go. And uh, you know what? I I don't, Chris. Or I appreciate you saying that. Um, I'm in on the joke as well. I have no problem because uh, really it's hard to make fun of me. I'm just glad to be a part of uh, a, a part of this platform. And so thank you all so much for welcoming me and Tony into your speakers. We love you guys. So with that being said, Tony, I'm going to uh, let you throw it to me.
1: For Brian Anthony Davis. I'm Tony Defeo. And as always, just when you think you have all the answers,
0: we keep changing the questions.
1: See you next week, everybody.